Elegant Weapon is brought to you by Nemesis Studios. An elegant weapon for the more civilized age. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to An Elegant Weapon, episode 222. My name is J.J. I'm Clark J. The Jedi Ross. Ross, Jedi J. Welcome back, as always, to the L5J Studios. Kids, we have something very, very special for you tonight. It's another epic cross-pod event. That's right. We're going to be joining forces with our very good friend and pod brother, fellow pod father, Mr. Derek Becker of the Comic Pros and Cons podcast to bring you a very, very special conversation. But first, let me throw a tidbit or two at you. This Saturday, December 10th, from 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. at the Metro Toronto Convention Center South Building, it's Toronto Fan Days. What is Toronto Fan Days, you might ask? Well, it's a one-day comic uh, con vendor exhibitor event. That's all you're going to find there. You're not going to find any celebrities. You're not going to find any panels, workshops, none of that stuff. It's uh, it's purely to come, have some holiday spirit, get into the season, and spend some money. And buy all those geekly gifts that your friends and family will appreciate receiving from you. So come on out. Toronto Fan Days. Good times indeed. There's no other show like it. Uh, also... April 7th to 9th, the great Philadelphia Comic-Con, an elegant weapon with the Points of Interest podcast network will be there. If you're an artist uh, or creator out there and you want to get involved, uh, there are cheap special prices until the end of December. So get to the great Philadelphia Comic-Con.com and get involved. Uh, Also on Facebook, there's a Facebook group, Great Philadelphia Comic-Con. Go check it out. Get uh, in touch with Mr. Stan Kanopka. Uh, and uh, if you want to get on that artist's alley, now is the time, so do it. It's going to be an amazing show. The last few years have been incredible, uh, and it's just going to keep getting bigger and better, kids. Uh, on to this week's festivities. Uh, two names that longtime listeners of this show may recognize are the names D.A. Bishop, Dave Bishop, and Kevin Joseph. Uh, Dave Bishop, he is a Toronto artist, writer, and comic creator. Uh, you might recognize the book names uh, Stranger uh, of Stone. He does some incredible, incredible work, and he's a, he's a very swell guy, a swell fellow as well. Also, Kevin Joseph, he's out of Florida. He's down south there, and he is the writer on a book called Tart. I know if you've ever heard uh, this show uh, at all on a regular basis, you are very familiar with Tart. Uh, it is one of mine and Derek Becker's uh, favorite books of all time. You should check out Tart. He does that with Ludovic Sallet. Uh Well, uh, either way, uh, I digress. Uh, Mr. Kevin Joseph and Mr. Dave Bishop are combining to form Devastator. That's right. They've gotten together to create a new comic. It's called Morte, and we're going to talk all about it. Now, what you're going to hear this week on this show is part one of this epic cross-pod event. Uh, and in order to hear part two, what you're going to have to do on Wednesday morning, this is going up uh, Monday night, so uh, Wednesday morning, uh, you all need to get over to comicprosandcons.com. Uh, he's also on the iTunes and the Stitcher and all the other wonderful places that you may want to find uh, a kick-ass podcast. But uh, that's where you're going to have to go to find part two. You ain't getting it here. You have to go over there. Uh, And uh, vice versa. You won't be able to get number one over there. You got to get it over here. And uh, this whole conversation was, as I said, a delight. Kevin and Dave are uh, great people, uh, amazingly talented creators. And I can't wait for you all to hear this. So I shall stop my rumbling and let you all get on with it. Here you go. Part one. Of the comic pros and cons, an elegant weapon, cross-pod spectacular for Morte, Kevin Joseph, Dave Bishop, part one. Please enjoy. Welcome back to Comic Pros and Cons. My name is Derek Becker. 
I've got a slew of people here this week. Uh, let's start with my good buddy, Mr. Jason Clark from An Elegant Weapon. What's up, buddy? Hello, everyone. How are you? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I thought you were going to go even a little more formal and informative, but uh, no, no, just, no. I, that's that's kinda... why that's why you have the entire intro. Yeah, but really, if they don't know you by now, right? Well, if they don't know me, my name's JJM Clark, J the Jedi Ross, Ross Jedi J, and my podcast is called An Elegant Weapon. Then and uh, uh, tonight, uh, tonight we're sharing. Derek, you and I, we are we're doing because share because I'm kind, I'm selfless. That's why, because because kids tonight's event, uh, the second I heard that it was going to occur, I shotgun the shit out of that stuff. (laughs) And I, out of the gracious, gracious goodness of my heart and my love for Derek Becker. I'm sharing that shotgun tonight, kids. <laughs> sharing is caring, Jay. And and nationality-wise, I think it's only fair. We we've got a, you know American writer and a Canadian uh, artist. We should at least share the pod from our two countries, don't you think? I think so. I think so. I think so. Um, <laughs> and I'll I'll introduce the Canadian then, uh, long time friend, uh, and many time guest of an elegant weapon. Uh, Toronto artist and writer, uh, Mr. David Bishop. Hello. Hello, David. Hello, Jay. Hello, Kevin. Kevin, I got to say, it's nice to hear your voice for the very first time. Uh, you as really? well, yeah. sir, yes. What? Obviously, you haven't listened to each other's episodes of An Elegant Weapon. Well, in conversation. <laughs> in conversation, it's completely different. All right, Derek, you introduced the Yank over there. All right. Uh, no, he's not a Yankee. He's from Florida. Oh yeah. I get, well, we just refer to all of you. All of you, use guys are Yankees. Derek. You're southern to Jason, though. <laughs> uh, actually, technically, no. I'm northern oh, to him. Yeah, believe it or yeah, believe it or not, Derek lives further north than uh, we do here in Toronto. Listen, I just learned there was a London in Canada today. Don't don't mess with me with geography, okay? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so the guy who lives in uh, the well, if we're going to talk geography, we, we won't talk about the shape of your state. Uh, the, we're going to go with Mr. Kevin Joseph, the amazing immaculate. I don't know if immaculate's right, but you're the writer. We'll just go with that. I will take it. <laughs> All right, so, so Kevin, explain yourself. No. <laughs> I explain myself. Oh man, just I've been doing. Uh, I, no, I'm just kidding, man. I'm. I don't want to. Th- I'm not throwing the spotlight on you like that and just making you dive in. I think we should start a little more from the beginning of why this is actually happening and occurring Absolutely. because uh, it goes back uh, being in Toronto here and getting to know Dave at comic cons and events and chatting over the years. He's been on an elegant weapon many, many times at this point. A few times. Yeah. And, yeah, and uh, Dave did a book called Stranger, uh, one of my all-time favorite books. It's, it's a stunning book. Oh, thank you. It's, uh, and you should all check that out for sure. And way back when, when we started An Elegant, we- uh, An Elegant Weapon, uh, Derek, in his former cohorts, and still today, of course, friends and brothers over at Drunk on Comics, also part of the POI Network, we all made friends on Twitter, and Derek and I discovered a book called Tart, and both fell madly in love with this thing. And this thing was written and partially created by Kevin Joseph. Over the years, this magical thing has happened where Dave and Kevin have come together to bring you guys a book called Morte. And and that has come yeah, about now- because of hearing david on your podcast and reading of stone so it even goes it it even goes a little bit more more backwards i wouldn't have heard of of stone if it wasn't for you and if i hadn't read of stone i don't think david would have been my would have been the only choice i had and when i when i approached him thankfully he said yes because i didn't actually have a second option (laughs) 
I would have tried to find one, but he he was the first person I went to, which thank, thankfully he said, yes, I will work my butt off on this, and I'm going to make this thing excellent. So, well, you know what's what's really oh sorry, go ahead, David. No, I was just going to say after I read it, I had no choice. Yeah, it had to be done. Uh, what I, I wanted to say, <laughs> I wanted to say, Jay, before we get too far into this book. You know, you and I have joked before that that we don't make comics, but I think you just kind of did. Like, like you made you made a, a a David Bishop and Kevin Joseph baby somehow with your podcast. It's, well, I overall I just appreciate the fact that uh, you guys lend a little credence to podcasting having a a purpose more than people just wanting to hear themselves talk. You know, <laughs> and being part of a community and sharing things with that community. You know, one of the things that uh, with my show and I know has really come off the ground with your show is that a huge part of our listenership are the creators themselves. Yes. And they love to hear each other. And it's 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 great because they like to hear how people are doing their own thing. And it's led to something beautiful like this. So, uh, you know, I'm proud as hell. It's awesome. Yeah. So before we dive in too far, how much can we say about this book? I have no idea, David. Do you have any idea how much we can say about this book? Well, I mean, we we don't want to re- reveal, I think, um, it's so hard to talk about. <clears throat> okay, so thank you, guys. It's been a great talk. I'll, uh, yeah. I'll listen to the pod, and uh, hopefully you have somebody great on next week. Well, what we, what we can definitely say is that it's a, it's a last man on earth comic it's the last man on earth story right okay it's a silent comic yes right yes so yeah. people understand so, the 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 difficulty in explaining it because there's no words with which to explain it. well there is a certain irony that we're doing an audio podcast about a silent comic yes <laughs> i don't know if anybody thought about that at all or not no i thought about it all but, day trying to figure out what i would say tonight yeah how about kevin why why a silent comic um I'll, I'll, I'll go back and I'll tell you how it came to be. I was uh, coming home from New York Comic Con 2015. Uh, my artist on Underwars, uh, Chris, and his girlfriend stayed in New York. So I was flying home alone, so had nothing to do. I'd already done the whole show, and I grabbed a Mental Floss magazine, and I was just kind of flipping through it. And there was a thing about how the word mortician is a completely made-up name just to make undertakers look more elegant than they are. And that just kind of hit a nerve with me about, you know, the, the ugliness of, of burying a corpse, but also the beauty of your last goodbye. And I kind of sat there with, I put the magazine down and I grabbed my notebook and I started, uh, writing it out. Um, just beat by beat. I've never written a comic by beats before. And I thought, I'm just going to try this. And I got about, you know, what, what in the comic would be 12 or 13 pages of the comic by beats. And I realized, you know, our, the lead character who we, we call, we call Morte, um, hadn't spoken. And of course he hasn't spoken. There's nobody to speak to. And once you get 12 to 15 pages silent, I think it became my mission to finish it silent. And that's the way the script was when I sent it to David. And then I'll let him take over the next part because there is dialogue in the comic now. Well, like a letter, a letter. Yes. There's a letter, (laughs) a very important letter. Yes. Um, But, uh, we just sort of discussed and felt that it might have been really important to put that letter in there. If if only just, you know, because independent comics, we, we make mistakes to prove to the audience that we didn't just forget to put the lettering in. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so now, now here's so how much how much sorry, how much does are after you've sent him the script then? Is there as much involvement from you as usual as the writer of the product as it goes along, or does it kind of really just get left in Dave's hands at that point? Or I, it definitely gets left in Dave's hands, and um, it's it, it's a lot easier because a lot of times what I'll do is 
um, you know, mostly you guys know my work with, with Tart and with Ludo, is I'll send a script, he'll send me the art, and then I can actually take my ugly words off the page. So in this instance, all I had to do was talk with David, and if he had a change, just talk about whether or not, yes, I agreed with the change, or maybe go the other way. But I, I think every change he made, I just made it better. I don't think there was a situation where I said, no, let's go the other way. Uh, he really, he really took, took the script and just, just made it. Well, changes we made. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, we, I mean, we, we discussed any change there was, but I didn't absolutely. find any, any point where there was a contention because I mean, I can try, but I don't have an artist eye. David's always going to, going to figure out a way to tell the story better visually than I am. So I try to just stay out of an artist's way at that point. And I, I try have, to be very... I have one question. Uh, sorry, David, I, I, I want to go back. Um, you said you have one letter in the book. So uh, did, did David, did you do the letter, or did you have to pay a letter for that, that one letter? <laughs> no, no, I did the letter. We, we, okay. we, sa we saved the budget. We saved the budget. The funny thing is um, I work almost exclusively with, with one letter and, um, you know, I, because I've had a little bit of crown to work on my, my throat tonight. He, he's literally, I, I'm very embarrassed, but I, he's, his name is gone and I'll figure it out in five minutes. But, um, he we'll just be talking email. and then you just shout it out randomly. Yes, yes. He sent me an email. He's like, hey, am I going to letter Morte? And I was like, well, there's only one word in the book and it's one letter long. So, no, I don't think we're going to need your services this time. But next time, I promise. You have to put letter next to Dave's name, though. Like pencils and letter. That would be you really should. Cool. Letter by. <laughs> Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. Perfect. Oh my god. So so Kevin, when you tell people that you write a silent that, that you wrote a silent comic book, are they like, wow, that's really lazy, or are they impressed? You know what? It hasn't come up. So I, I think I'm gonna find out when we have these babies in our hands and I can sell them. I think it'll be interesting to see. Um That's gonna be the interesting part. Yeah, but like so so for me, here like I know you've been struggling to explain how to how to talk about this. How are you going to pitch this to the the potential reading audience? Trust me. I am going to pitch it. I'm going to pitch it to the people who know my work and know David's work and the pitch is going to be trust us. We are as passionately um we believe in this book so much. Trust us. And if you do, if you've liked our work before, you're going to like this. Or, or maybe you won't even like this, but I promise you, it will affect you. Yeah. Right and then if it does affect you, go find somebody <laughs> you know that trusts you. And I need you to say to them, trust me. <laughs> Are you going to kickstart it? Well, we we David and I have kind of discussed. Uh, there there are two possible publishers that we may try to uh, get in contact with. We have not done that yet, so I don't seduce. really want to put any. What are you looking for? Seduce. Yes, yes, we're trying to seduce. <laughs> you know what'd be cool? You know what'd be cool if you could guys could find two deals and put it out here and put it out there. <laughs> And because I think that's honestly something that's lacking. And Dave, I don't know if you agree with me on this, but I mean, we've got some fine, fine independent publishers in the area, but, and, and the same thing with down there, but there's not, unless you're big, big two or like big five, you're nothing's crossing the border. Well, nothing's that, that whole thing the border. though, you know, we don't get, we, you know, you, it's really hard to get stuff from down there and from up here. So Jay, are, are you telling me that like, I mean, are you seeing stuff from boom studios up there or Aspen or devil's do, or, you know, um, dark horse. Okay. Well, I mean, Devil... my shop, uh, my shop gets Dirk stuff, Dirk Manning. Okay. Yeah. They've had a, they've had a few of his books in, but other than that, not a lot of boom that I've ever seen. No. Now, correct. Correct. Correct me if I'm probably yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong though. Um, I mean, isn't uh, 
Diamond Distribution runs Canada as well as as everything in the U.S. Am I correct on that? Yes. Okay. So then, then that honestly, a lot of that's going to have to do with your comic shops, not with anything else, because anything that's coming from Devil's Due is available in Diamond Distribution. Now, somebody like Source Point Press, they are not in Diamond, so that's a different story. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's those, you know, like it, like I don't know, is Chapter House in Diamond? Uh, I think so. Yeah. So they should be able to order Chapter House comics down mm-hmm. south then too yeah. from from Diamond, right? So, I yeah, you're totally right. It's just the shops. I guess nobody's interested, or just you know they haven't thought of it. Well, or... the other thing with Chapter House though is that they tend to be predominantly Canadian focused. So right. I imagine there's not a lot of Americans who have a great interest in comics that are about Canada or Canadian superheroes or anything like that. I mean, I'm sure there are some. Let me put it this way. Shane, I am I wait, am more uh, versed in London, Canada than I am in Chapter House. I don't know what. <laughs> well, here, <laughs> I have a solution for that. Shameless plug for the sponsor of my show, ComicBlitz.com. If you go to ComicBlitz.com, you put in the code pros and cons, you'll get a free month of their all-you-can-read comic binging service that they have, and Chapter House has comics on there. So, oh, that's cool. Yeah, yep. So I know cool. that uh, uh, you're familiar with uh, familiar with Captain Canuck, Kevin. Is he part of Alpha Flight? Because if not, probably not. He looks like the Vindicator yeah, he does, okay. but he's of Alpha Flight, but he's not. He was he was created by a creator named Richard Comley, and this was back in like I think the late seventies or something. And yeah. he's basically like back then he was he was he's like Captain America, but Captain Canuck, yeah. and you know doing Canada stories. And then he brought him back again, I think in like the late eighties. And then he didn't do him again for a bunch of time. And then, like, a few years ago, he brought him back yet again. And th- this time that he's back, has they've made also uh, an animated web series. It's pretty fun. And pretty fun web series, too. Yeah, it's cool stuff. It's really done well. And it's actually – it's caused an offshoot of kind of uh, other, you know, Canadian heroes like Northgard – Major North. The the redesign North of the North Guard suit though is just so fantastic. I love that costume. David, it does. do you it know who did? Really good. Do, do you know who did that redesign? Because uh, I, I anyway, sorry, my it. point was uh, <laughs> Captain Canuck. Sorry, was uh, chat is under Chapter House. That's why I ask if you know. Well, you know yeah. what? I've I've heard you say the name, and I'm going to be 100 percent honest. I thought you were joking. <laughs> I thought you were just making a Captain oh, Canuck, he... Captain Caveman type of a joke. So I'll have to look that no. up. No. Yeah, it's totally true. Awesome, man. <laughs> well, we had some, so I think our cooler ones were the old ones, eh, Dave? Like back in the day, like Johnny Canuck and like the old twenties and thirties heroes. Yeah, see I didn't know I didn't know about ones. most of those until um well I guess until they came out with uh the reprint of the Nelvana comics. Yes. Uh, Hope Nicholson, I think, spearheaded that with Rachel Ritchie and they brought that out, and that's when I discovered that there was more uh, in-depth Canadian comic history than I had previously known. Yeah, super rich. But sorry, Derek, what were you gonna go there? Oh no, I was, I was, uh, I don't even remember exactly where I was gonna mention though that Coleman Andrushovsky was uh, was heavily involved, at least at the start of Captain Canuck. On, uh, yeah, he did the redesign of the suit, I believe. Yeah, which which was fantastic. It's a great redesign. Yeah, but he's um, also yeah. writing. Uh, I think he's writing Captain Canuck now. Yeah, and then, but I was going to ask, um, you know, because you, you guys, I, I did kind of want to bring it back. You guys were starting to talk about a couple different publishers, and uh, that's kind of where we got sidetracked. How are you pitching this to publishers? We talked about how you're pitching it to the audience, or at least you know attempting to. But with publishers, are you still just telling them trust us? I mean, obviously, it'll it'll be a, a case of here's here's the deal. This is what we got. Read it. Now let's talk. Um, no publisher is going to want to touch this unless they've read it. There's 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 no if you know if if someone came to me with my little imprint of catch all comics with this book, it's a silent one shot. 
um, that the creators don't really want to talk about, I, I think I'd have a tough time. But what we want to do is have them read it and say, look, this can fit with you because, and, um, you know, one of, one of the people we may talk about, uh, you know, I've, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll do a hint. David and, and Derek and I have, have spoke about a, a certain group, which I don't think I want to put out publicly. They do a lot of horror tinged books. So it would fit with their line. It would, it would boost their line. Another group, uh, I've spoken with might do a series of one shots. <laughs> so it would fit. Uh, I'm expecting uh thank you, but no thank you. And if I get that, I'm going to say great help me fix my marketing for myself. And David and I will just put it out ourselves because we feel so strongly about this book that it's just going to be one that once you've read it, it's going to stay with you. And that's all I want with my books. I just want my books to stay with someone. I want them to affect them emotionally. I don't care if that emotion is anger, sadness, laughter. Well, I probably care based on the book. I probably don't want Underwars to make you sad. <laughs> uh, that, yeah, the, the, the poodles made me cry. <laughs> yeah. So speaking of emotion, though, you know, I mean, and, and this is probably a better question for David on this. I mean, I, I think, Kevin, you had a lot to do with the pacing of this story, obviously, especially when you're talking about how you're writing it, you know, based on the beats. But, you know, David, without having any kind of words or, or even, you know, some kind of inner monologue there, how how important was it for you to, like, really stress on the emotion of uh, of your main character and, and just the, the emotional expressions on his face? Um, well, it's funny because, you know, when I was coming up with the character, I remember uh, talking with Kevin about this and I was saying, you know, I was just sketching and sketching and I came up with this idea of sort of like a, a Paul Dano looking dude. Who's just, I mean, he's, he's a great actor and everything. That's fantastic. But he, he's just got such a sad face. You know what I mean? Like he just looks sad. I'm not familiar with the actor. Um, he was in, uh, <sighs> Captain Canuck, the movie. Uh, no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> he was, um, he was in, there will be blood. Was that it? And hold on. I, a movie. This is going to kill me. Hold on. I'm going to ask the internet. I feel like I've heard the name. Yeah. I, and I know you have. I, he was in little miss sunshine. There will be blood. Uh, Swiss army man. The one that came out where. Yeah. Harry Potter's a farted corpse. Yep. Yeah. That's the one. Got it. Anyway. Oh, that guy. By that the way, guy. the letter's name is David He Hopkins. was, uh, he played, uh. <laughs> David Hopkins. What's there his... you go. He played Brian Wilson, didn't he? I think so, yeah. This guy, yeah, that was with, uh, in that, was a John Cusack movie? It was really, really good. But yeah, okay, sorry. <laughs> Where were we? Who was talking? Uh, you're talking Paul about Dano, your sad yes, how you Oh, yeah, yeah, that. sorry. Um, I'm just in, uh, I'm also coloring the book at the same time. So, um, yeah, I, I don't, I don't let him have any free time. He, he is going to work or, well, you artists are ridiculous. How many of these podcasts do we do that? You can just hear scratching in the background Yeah. and I'm going to kill two birds with one stone right now because I caught shit last episode. Uh, a little bit of the piss was taken out of me by our good friend, Shane Heron who uh, was knocking me for Sean Daly getting mentioned on every episode there ever is of An Elegant Weapon. So you're going to mention him so again? So I'm going to mention him again. And just in explaining this, I forgot why I was bringing him up. Well, while, while you're doing that, I might as well get my obligatory uh, Oh, yeah, sorry. He's the worst. The there you go. There you go. <laughs> He's the worst, though. If you listen to any time Sean Daly's been on this show that he's Skyped from home, you can hear more pencil scratching than anyone else who's ever been on this show. Yes. He he. That guy draws hard. Yeah. He draws he draws hard, like physically, literally. 
he draws hard. He works up a sweat while he draws. Like he draws that like he's that physically intense that like like you'll see like like a, a beads of sweat coming out on his forehead. It's insane. Nice. Whatever nice. works. Um yeah. about your about your Dirk Manning uh obligatory mention, uh I have a reason to do so. Yes. And uh, it would it was announced today that I'm very proud to be involved in this juggernaut of a Kickstarter that uh, Dirk's, or Dirk's got going on. And I and a few other people will be narrating some short stories. Oh, nice. Uh, that, uh, people, that people will be receiving in the Kickstarter packages. Oh, uh, cool. Just little digital download audio short stories that Casey and me and a few people are going to be narrating. So uh, people look out for that, and there's like I think what twenty hours left or something, and they're at thirty eight thousand dollars. Oh, it was it was higher than that last I looked. Oh geez, look, jump on that train, kids. This is Kickstarter history. Going yeah, they the they were over forty thousand last I last I saw. They they broke forty. Yep. For really? Okay, wow. so yeah, so I'm looking at it as of the time of recording. There's fourteen hours to. <laughs> uh. Yeah, uh, fourteen hours to go. Five hundred and six backers, forty-one thousand seven hundred and sixteen dollars. He's less than three hundred dollars away from getting his. Oh, what is this? The uh, what? Sixteenth, twelfth stretch goal. I don't know. Twelfth stretch goal. It's pr yeah. The, the next stretch goal. I'm pretty sure that he's actually going to actually literally unleash Cthulhu. <laughs> I think yeah. uh, stretch goal like 18 is a uh, hell will open up. I hope they don't get that. Yeah. <laughs> it's not so I've, yeah, I've, I'm rooting against that. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's cool. So says the guy, uh, says the guy who made a, an end of the world comment, you know, <laughs> I want people to be around have... to read it. <laughs> Oh, I see what it is. You just want to make your own forty two thousand. Yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so that Sorry, was Jay, a good reason saying? for the dirt quote right there. Yeah. Um, I'm just wondering, uh, okay, what kind of plan you guys got set? So this comic's being made. It's gonna get made. Uh, comics being made one know, way or the other. Yes. Guaranteed. Yeah. So, it's, are you gonna start doing shows at some point do you have a plan are you going to just uh shop it around before you actually really try to push it publicly like shop it around first yeah, uh right. it, definitely if either of these two uh groups say yes uh, awesome if they don't there's a couple of the bigger ones that that are probably uh an even tougher catch but worth giving the the shout out to and uh, if if we get a, a couple thank you but no thank yous, we'll uh, David and I will put together our own our own plan. And you talked about uh, you know kind of having a, a Canadian you know company and American company. I've, I've thought it might be interesting because there are printers in Canada. Uh, some very good yeah. ones. Some very good ones. I'm wondering if we can't do some type of an, a situation. And I, you know, sorry to spring this on you, David. I haven't talked to him specifically, but there might be a way to kind of split the printing if we do kickstart it, where yeah. like half the books just go straight over to him, half the books come down to me, and he could deliver to Canada without international shipping, and I could deliver. Oh, to America so without much it, easier, and then sure, and then of course international, uh, you know, out, outside everybody's screwed with the shipping because the shipping just keeps getting, it's it's atrocious. Right. I think it's like twenty nine dollars to Mexico now for a comic, and it's it's insane. I and but I can't, I, I I have to say to people, I understand. I wouldn't pay that shipping, um, but um. But that, that's something that's kind of crossed my mind, although I really would love to be under an imprint with this book, um, to have someone else come out and say, trust me themselves. Um, but Well, that kind of support's always nice to have, right. for sure. But, I mean, you guys have read it. Would you be able to tell people, trust me? Oh, yeah. Yeah? That's what we're doing right there now. You go. That's why you're on this show, because we're saying, people... If you've ever trusted us, uh, 
if for some who have never trusted us, give us a chance, man, and trust these guys. Like, yeah, yeah. And, I of course, mean, we're, 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 we're going to have to remind them. them. Yeah, yeah I, we're going to have to remind them later. Yes, yes, definitely. David hasn't probably <laughs> followed the tar- Kickstarters or, or, or things, but you know that once you pledge my Kickstarter, I send the PDFs out. Like my, the books that I do are already done. So my trust me, if we do a Kickstarter will be trust me and trust, but verify if you don't like it, rescind your pledge, you know, you'll get to read it. I, I trust this book. I trust the story and I trust what David did with the art. It's, I mean, it is, it is an exceptional piece of, of illustrative, uh, Oh, it's gorgeous. It's classic. It's classic bishop. Yeah. It's the bishop that I love. It's it's so you and but it's so tight and you've you've put some real love into it and you know it's it's, stuff, it's funny because it's da- David and I were were chatting on uh, on Facebook about it and you know I was I, and and he mentioned that he's he's currently coloring the book. I, I I'm gonna say I'm gonna tell you guys I I think I would when this comes out especially maybe for Kickstarter. For weirdos like me, I would like a black and white version, like an uncolored version, as well as the colored version, because that that because Dave's coloring so is good. just gonna fuck the whole thing up. <laughs> well, you already saw what the lettering did. That's why there's only one fucking word. <laughs> I sent him page after page whole... of dialogue. He forgot it all. Yeah, <laughs> I just I, I, Kevin's just like no, nope, you know what? Fuck it, it looks terrible. Take it out. So. I wrote I wrote the funniest funniest dialogue. That was the funniest script ever. And he just ignored all of my puns. Uh, you know, it's it's like I'm excited to see it. I'm excited to see because I know you're trying to step up your color game on this one, Dave. Yeah. And, you know, because when I think Dave Bishop, I think incredible line work. That's what I think. And uh, you know, See, you're, when I, when you're I think trying David to do Bishop, it all. I think, yeah, line work. No, no, seriously. No, there, no, there's no. a reason that I, when I had this script kind of written, that I came to you is, you know, like David said, we've never spoken. So we we had we had met each other through Twitter, and I, I read of Stone, and I and I was very impressed with of Stone, and then. Um, under the sea, the the book you did was just so daring, just so under the sea. What was it? Uh, <laughs> the deep under sea. The sea. De- under the sea. Yeah, sorry. No, that was that other one that Dave did about the singing lobster. No, what, what's the what's the book called? <laughs> deep, deep sea. sea. Yeah. Like that was yeah. daring. That was just like Ricky take Lima. no prisoners. Yeah. Like yeah, that's because Ricky Lima's. Mad it was it was a great great written book great drawn book everything about it was was awesome but what i love about david's art is it's quiet without being boring and and yeah. it's just yeah. Right on. yeah that's yeah. what i this script needs the script needs to just slowly work its way to the end and then the audience realizes what they've been dealing with what they've been privy to yes hopefully when that that comes to them it will have this huge impact but there's no yeah. fight scene at the end you know the hulk and the thing don't punch each other in the face in this one i i wrote a letter to well, marvel and they, they said no. <laughs> but uh well it definitely makes me it, it reminds me far more of your stranger work than your of stone work mm. Well, and that's and, one of the uh, reasons why I guess it's so hard to talk about this book as well. Right. You know, the like I, I I will say rather than talk about the book, I do want to talk about the work itself. And, uh, you know, I, I, I do have to echo what Kevin said. I mean, what what you've done, David, on, on this line work, it is so captivating. And, you know, and, and that's why that's why I, I think realistically especially for a one shot i i think you'd be doing a disservice to the fans out there to not show them the uncolored work as well because there is so much beautiful simplicity in what you do and you know going back to this you know the great thing about a uh, a great thing about a kevin joseph book is i can read it multiple times the best thing about a kevin joseph book without any dialogue is i can read it way more times than i normally would <laughs> 
you know, it's, it, as as I keep going through, I, I you know, the first time through, I'm like, okay, I, I'm here for the story, and I'm watching the progression of the panels and all that. The next time through, I start looking at it a little bit more as far as page layouts and all that. Next time through, I start looking at, at smaller details and, and how the script worked in with the actual art itself. And I tell you what, like, I, I, I know I've seen one panel in color and I'm looking at it right now and I know it's going to look beautiful, but the black and white by itself is one of the most beautiful black and whites I've ever seen. And it doesn't need a gray wash, nothing, just pure black and white. So, yeah, no, so. if, if, hmm. if we were to, if we were to follow what you're saying, it would definitely just be as is. I think it would be absolutely hilarious if David, you know, spent three months coloring it and we did put it out as a black and white. Just leave the one panel with it like with the how you sent it to us, leave that one panel colored, and then he can have letter and color. And color. <laughs> Yes, but then we're going to fight that's, over a U. Is there a U in the word color? That's that's the... Of course there is. Of course there is. <laughs> o- only in the books printed in Canada. You know what? It's not color. Yeah, I would make it the Canadian okay. edition. It's color. David, color. David put color. all that effort in. He gets to say if there's a U or not. I will not fight him on that. Well, no, we just put the U in the Canadian edition. Can we, <laughs> can we put the U after the R? Color U. <laughs> Will the Canadian version of Morte have an accent aigu <laughs> yeah. on the title? <laughs> should we do? Should we do a, uh, a you know a Quebec region where the the one word is in French? Yeah, <laughs> I don't even know what that would be. I don't either. I'll ask Ludo. I think it's the same word, isn't it? I'll ask Ludo to translate for me. He'll do that. That's a great thing Can't about Google. Do we that? should be able to do that. How many years of French did we take? <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't remember. Well, David, isn't Morte? That isn't that is that Spa- is that dead in Spanish? Morte is that Morte? Uh, you know, it's it's this weird pigeon Latin thing. You know that 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 Mort and Morte has to do with death. Uh, I couldn't tell you. I haven't looked into it. So what funny thing will be is if someone comes up to me, it's like, you know, Morte's really duck in Latin. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah, but a dead duck. A dead duck. It was named after well, Morte Downey Jr. Yes. Real talk show host. <laughs> okay, so this is complete tangent. All right. So remember when, you know, Robert Downey Jr. had some troubles? Yeah. No. Okay. So, yeah. so this – I'm huge Marvel Cinematic Universe fan. Thank God he's Iron Man. Thank God he cleaned up. You know, I'm very happy for him. But he's having all these troubles, and he's annoying me because he just – more troubles, more troubles, more troubles. And I didn't realize how annoying I, annoyed I was at this little Hollywood boy who couldn't just clean himself up until Morton Downey Jr. died, and I got confused. And thought it was Robert, and I actually went, "Oh, thank God, I don't have to hear that, mother," you know. And then I realized, "Oh my God, I really don't like Robert Downey Jr." <laughs> and now, ten years later, I'm really happy he's cleaned up. I'm really glad he's healthy, and I'm a little embarrassed by that story. But that's, you know, I've had a lot of medicinal crown rail, so I had to be honest about that. <laughs> that's too funny the best part of that story is it came from nowhere, nowhere. <laughs> you bring up Morton Downey Jr. for the first time in five years and I've got to tell that story oh that's that's just oh Morton Morte is that where your crown will so you're drinking some Canadian whiskey in honor though. of you and David yes in honor. I, that's wonderful. I got this weird uh, cough today that I couldn't couldn't get rid of so i decided i was gonna have some tea and a little whiskey to try to fix it and i thought you know uh that, that should help that should yeah, help i didn't know i don't Always know if a me. michigan whiskey to uh honor Derek with so oh no i drink i did i drink crown so you're already honoring me just by doing that i was like hell yeah crown, crown's my go-to yeah, yeah. jason jason even knows that like when he yeah i know i have yeah. some bullet bourbon on the bar but i i wanted to go go with the theme so 
Yeah, well, that's good times. I, I'm, I'm drinking hams out of a tart glass, so <laughs> go figure. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, Dave, let's go back mm. a bit, shall we? Let's go back a bit to you know you stranger, stranger you had been working. That's going on. back. And and then and then you from stranger you move on to of strong. Yeah. This incredible, incredible story, this world that you bring to life. And you're kind of, you know, you're doing the thing because you're, you know, you're, you're a very involved father. I try to be. Very busy, very busy guy in in that respect. And, you know, you had taken some time off from cons. You weren't, you hadn't done cons for a while. You were taking a break from that. You were kind of pulling back. I still haven't much. Yeah. Focusing more on your art and this and that. So. You're in that place, and all of a sudden, this story comes along, mm. and it's the one that that you know turns your head, right. and you're like, "Oh, I gotta do this." Right. So, so the people know that alone, you should trust us <laughs> that this is that important a story, because you've taken a long time break, eh? Well, I mean, the the problem is that. Not from working, but from being public. Right, uh, right. I mean, the, the big issue really is that cons are expensive, man. And mm-hmm. as an indie creator, cons are prohibitively expensive. Yeah. You know, like you. Especially around. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so, I mean, you got to really hustle to try and break even. And, uh, you know, considering, you know, the books that I had, I haven't had really anything new out uh pub like hard copies of anything new anyway for a while and so it didn't make much fiscal sense for me to be involved in cons as long as i didn't have anything new to put on the table so i mean i'm still putting stuff up on comiXology and making that happen and i'm really grateful for that platform because that just allows me to do that um you know so i can Will of Stone continue? Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's there's three books up there right now, and I've got uh, the fourth scripted out and started drawing it. So I mean, it's it's nice. happening. Um, what was your friend's name? Was it Jeremy? Justin? Your Justin? Yes, I always I always remember it's a J yeah. name, but I forget that it's Justin. Oh yeah. You guys, Dave had has this friend Justin. I'll, I'll say had because I'm I'm assuming he's still in the land of the. Oh land. yeah, still around. Um, but she's like, no man. <laughs> We lost them like last week. Hey, it's it's 2016. Um, no one's safe. Yeah. Yeah, yeah totally. Eh? Oh, yeah. He, uh, one of the best con PR men I've ever seen. Oh, he's great. And Dave could just sit and draw, and this guy would just sell book after book and talk to every human who walked by. He, he's a force of nature. Thoroughly entertaining. About well, the, the, yeah, he was the great awesome. thing about Justin is that he's, he's such a clever dude, and he's such a smart dude, that he could – Really, just talk to anybody about anything. He may have been the reason I met you. I don't know. Maybe. I could have very well met him, and then he made me meet you. C'est possible, right? (laughs) He's like your flavor. uh, He's your hype man. Yeah. He totally was. He totally was. Yeah. Yeah, and he's great uh, because... He's good at that. It's great having a, a second person at the table too, right? Because if you <clears throat> at some point become engaged in a conversation with someone you don't want to be engaged in a conversation with, you know, you just sort of pass them off and move along and eventually <laughs> but, they'll disengage. Nice. But that never yeah, happens covered. at a convention, thankfully. No. There's never any awkward conversations at a convention. No. Oh, no. But never. you know, the, Not the, and the... None ever get recorded no. either. Conversely, you can be in the best conversation with someone, and you know, like you know, the, here's here's the trick of of uh, you know, you're selling your books is you kind of peg. There's 40 people walking by. You can only even try to grab five of the 40. So mm-hmm. you know, I've I've got a Buffy meets Doctor Who comic, so I'm looking for anybody cosplaying as the Doctor or Buffy or Spike or Firefly, or I'm looking for somebody Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, or now that I have the poodle book, looking for a five year old, you know. So that's what I'm looking for. But if I'm speaking <laughs> to somebody about my book and I see the perfect person walking by, if I don't have that person at the table, there's that moment of. I've just got to let them go because I can't be rude to the person I'm talking to. 
Totally. But when you yeah. have that guy like yeah. like your friend who can, you know, grab them and introduce you, that's that's beautiful. That's mm-hmm. that's the way to do it. Oh yeah. It was so cool to finally meet you in Philly, man. <laughs> it was a fun weekend. <laughs> it really was. And of all places in Philly, yeah. man. Yeah, that was that was a super cool weekend and I can't wait for this year. Are you coming uh, back? you know what? We are ninety five percent we are ninety five percent. So uh, as long as we can get the cool. plane tickets and just you know, cross a couple T cross a couple I's and dot a couple T's, it's it's gonna be a done deal. Very you know, Stan, cool. Stan's wait. great and you know, the people at, at Philly they they you know, they just put together a fun, good, small, growing show. You know, and yeah. it's it's kind of yeah. cool to be part of a growing show as opposed to like I jumped into comics a little bit late. Like I'm kind of on the it's it's grown so big when I've gotten into it. It's nice to be part of a show that you can see like, oh, in three years, this is going to be a show. Yeah. And well, they do it very old school. Mm-hmm. It's very family ran. Mm-hmm. Right. It's, uh, you know, it's, it's very in-house. It's kept very, you know, close to the chest, the way they do things. Mm-hmm. And they care. Yeah. They really, really, really care. They want people to have fun, not just come and spend money, right. but they want people to have a good, good time. And every decision they make is based on it being a good time. And this year they've taken a lot of suggestions from people, uh, you know, on – you know what they liked what they didn't what they want and they're, they're they really listen to their fans and their attendees and it's one of the reasons why i think they do get bigger every year so and you know and it's cool i get to go and i don't have to go all the way to florida to meet yeah, you yeah and there so. was such good i'm gonna talent. i'm gonna chime in here for one second i'm calling high. okay kids we're gonna put a pin in it right there uh, again, you can catch part two of this fine conversation over at Comic Pros and Cons with Mr. Derek Becker. And I hope that you have all enjoyed part one of our conversation with Mr. Kevin Joseph and Mr. Dave Bishop. But that is all we are going to have this week on An Elegant Weapon. Take it easy. Did you notice anything different about the fans? Yeah, there was more than two of them. That's not the point. Did you notice the quality of the fans?